Welcome to the Queen Divas, Queens of Fitness podcast. Join your hosts, three-time WBFF world champions and WBFF royalty, Alicia Gowans and Stephanie Ayala McHugh, as we explore all things female health, training, competing, mindset, and living the fitness life every day. Okay, welcome back everybody to the latest edition of Queen Divas podcast with the beautiful Stephanie Ayala McHugh and myself. Hello, everyone. And so is my beautiful Alicia Gowans. I mean, she's always radiating right now. She's actually glowing. (laughs) How far are you, Ali? Let's actually get it. We have nine weeks and five days to go, but who's counting? (laughs) I I wanted to know that. Okay. Yeah, so so close. I'm so excited. Um, But so good. And then look, we've got the myriad of new. I wouldn't say issues because they're not issues, but the the changes in the body happening in the third trimester. So, so you know, you do transition away from having all these boundless levels of energy to being <laughs> dips and flows of energy and then nothing because he's taking so much more out of me now. So this is the stage where they grow the most too. So, I mean, he's quite big anyway. He's like, um, he'd be already about 37 centimetres long. But he will get, uh, you know, maybe, I don't know, close, you know, 55 centimetres or something before we give birth. So that's a lot of growth when you think about it's taken this amount of time to get to that point. Yeah. Yeah. So it's pretty cool. I mean, it's pretty cool, but it's like. You're getting sucked dry right now. I am. I so am. And I'm just trying to eat all the food so that he has what he needs and he's not taking it out of me because I don't want to lose my muscle or as much as I can keep, I'm trying to keep obviously, because we're moving straight into prep after. So I'm trying to eat all this food, babe. Like I literally increased my food by another 300 cows and I was already up really high, but we, we increased them by another 300 cows on. Uh, yes. And your stomach is being pushed up into your throat quite literally. So, and your digestion slows. So you know how hard it is to eat a really high calorie diet, even when you don't have those issues. When you got those issues, it's just like I'm constantly full. I'm like, I feel like a big bodybuilding dude that's just trying to smash chicken and rice, chicken and rice. <laughs> like <laughs> it feels like that where they're force feeding themselves to grow their biceps. Well, I feel yes, like that. Just think, eat all foods, keep muscle. Just like we always think, right? Like we got to keep thinking of like the outcome, not just how we feel in the moment. That's which is exactly. That's you know, exactly. one of the things that we need to exactly. really do during prep or even during like a surplus phase in your in your situations. Oh, no. Outcome is more important of how we temporarily feel. I mean, we're temporarily feeling what we feel. I mean, I feel a type of way right now too. (laughs) I love, I actually love your physique right now. And we're going to get into that because, you know, what the topic of today's conversation is, is a really, um, I think it's really cool because we've not seen Steph this far into a prep have something that's kind of like derailed her. Quite, probably quite as much as this, but at the same time, what I love, because I would expect nothing freaking less from Stephanie, um, she's she's a true champion. Like she hasn't stopped. She It's not preventing her from the goal. She is moving forward. It looks a little different temporarily, but I, I love seeing her in gowns with moon boots. I mean, my God. <laughs> my God, let me tell you, what a freaking new experience and new realm of, 
you know, uh, just things I've had to do these last couple weeks. Um, so a couple weeks ago, I actually to catch everybody up. Um, I ended up, I was randomly, look guys, I was not doing anything abrupt or anything not out of the ordinary, right? Like, and I just started feeling, I've, this has been actually quite a while. I've always felt like some type of pain in my foot, you know, like, but it was never big enough for me to get it seen. Um, I would just always thought it was just maybe from higher impact, you know, exercises that I would be doing. And I would always kind of like back off. But just recently, like it started getting to a point where obviously I, I, I started really feeling um, sharper pain. And this two weeks ago, I actually ended up having uh, an episode where I had just finished doing a check-in in heels. Um, so those women that I understand wearing heels all the time, because it's actually a, a very common injury that's called, you know, more of a stress fracture, you know, um, just from wear and tear, right? Like if you wear heels a lot, not in my situation, it's not like I wore heels that much, but I do wear them, you know, so for long periods of time on top of that. So I then went straight into cardio, just my regular routine at an incline walk and just imagine my feet are just constantly under that pressure. And this is when I felt that initiation of like, I really was somewhat scared because I thought I had broken my foot, you know, um, because after it wasn't during cardio, actually, I ended up finishing cardio. I felt fine. I went about my day. I went on, you know, with, you know, training some clients. I, you know, did some Skype calls. I did some posing sessions and then I went straight to the gym to do my workout. This is my normal day. Okay. So I go obviously into the gym this day. I did not have legs assigned. So I am very particular of the shoe selection I have for my leg days. And because I didn't select actually a hard surface, you know, or insole shoe, I ended up having like those, you know, memory foam type oh, of yeah, you know, shoe. They're very comfortable. You feel like you're in the air. So yeah. like a sock. And I ended up wearing that type of shoe just to go do, I remember it was shoulders. So as I'm doing my upper body, I finish, I'm about to do like some just light, you know, cardio to finish off. And I just feel this shift in my foot and you actually feel like it, yeah. it completely, you know, the toe, because it's about like the, the third or fourth metatarsal that I ended up having um, the stress at, you know, so it was a big shift, you know, and that shift, you're like, wait, mm, that's like not okay. I go and I just, you sit down. I didn't really think anything. I just get off my feet. The next couple of days, walking starts hurting, like to a point where you can't put pressure after two days in. I'm like, all right, Steph, like you definitely have to be seen like, but it's the weekend. So here comes the weekend and I can't see anybody unless I like go to the emergency room and it's not an emergency like that. And I'm the last person to go to an emergency room unless I'm having like a heart attack. And that wasn't the case. So, or unless I like really, really had an, yeah. you know, a big injury or I was in an accident like that and I didn't feel the need. So I wait all the way till Monday. By the time Monday comes around, I really could walk I actually had to go get crutches because I couldn't even get from my room from the office to the kitchen just to do normal day-to-day -day things and I'm like well I don't want to now I'm thinking it's broken so I'm gonna make make sure I precaution you know everything just make sure I don't actually injure myself further so I get in to see the doctor Monday morning you know, I get some x-rays, get told, you know, obviously, you know, we're good. It's not broken. It's not fully, fully, you know, to a place where you should worry. We need to just kind of, you know, 
make sure you're not putting all the pressure on your feet. Let's you know, put it in a boot. Um, Cause obviously you can't really put pressure on it. Anyways, I had to honestly tore up my Achilles. You should see my calves are on fire. Like it's just from the over uh, use of my right leg now at this point from like, just at the height difference from yeah. having the boot on from like the whole time. Yeah. Um, but I will say, you know, the boot felt so much better as a replacement from the crutches. Oh, 100%. I was just, your, your armpits ache, your <gasps> ache, whereas with the moon boot, you can actually sort of normally function a bit and you right. can still get into the gym and do things. Exactly. I was, I felt like it was just a big, like good transition. I'm like, please God, I have to leave to this trip. We're going to this Orlando show. This all happened the weekend before I'm leaving, you know, obviously in like a couple days, I got to get this figured out doc. Like you got to, I mean, what, what is it? It's something I can walk. Cause I'm I, I'll fight through the pain. I was like, I, can I put wheels on? I'm like, can I, <laughs> you can't. Uh, and then he's like, no, I mean, really that's at this point, you know, you just need to let it rest. It's a stress reaction at this point where you just yeah. need to let it heal. We'll come back. If it's obvious, obviously still hurting it's still causing these issues um and if that is the case then we obviously have to stay off of it longer but i'm i'm, I'm feeling so good at this point you like know what's uh, good though is that it happened now it's not exactly what I'm close at a stage and and i don't know if um you even know that this happened to me i've talked about this in another podcast interview i think i did ages ago I trained for my very first show, which was years before I actually finally got on stage. And this is really relevant to what Steph was talking about with being, you know, a common thing. If you're in heels a lot, you got to remember, I come from a ballerina background. So I did a lot of point work, toes, like Mm -hmm. dance stuff. So I had all of that for many years. And then I went into corporate and I was a full-fledged workaholic and corporate in heels all the time now my Mm -hmm. very first comp prep um was in 2008 i think it was i got all the way through i was looking diced i was ready to go i was also though ironically training for the kokoda which is a 99 kilometer continuous trek right so i was doing these eight hour long hikes with water packs and packs on my back at the same time as prepping in a deficit. Now, look, knowing everything I know now, I would have timed my Kokoda stuff at a separate time (laughs) of the year and done this a little smarter, but I got a stress fracture. I got a stress fracture in my foot. It's very similar to what you've got. I, my foot ballooned up. I couldn't walk. I couldn't put any weight on it. I was four (laughs) weeks from stage and I could not put heels on I literally was in I was on crutches and in a moon boot I didn't get to get to the stage that year I couldn't do it because it was too Same. close to my show yeah that's that's it's that's like a same perfect storm situation that you just mentioned right like all the things that you just brought up like your the, the the stress that's put on that front of the foot it is not made for us to be able to put all of our body weight in all of it obviously multiple you know hours and just for me it was I jump a lot I mean this is just yeah. from my dancing I sprint I mean I love I mean for me you see me Ali we've trained together like it's one of those things like for me it's I love it like it's agility and fast feed and on your toes like that's where I sport 
sports background, like growing up doing sports. I mean, that was just, that was my jam. Like that's what we would do. And afterwards I would always kind of incorporate into my actual training, similar drills. And obviously the wear and tear has caught mm-hmm. up to me. I know a lot of dancers can relate to this beginning yeah. you too, because of um, having to be on your toes or having yep. to jump, jumping a lot and having that impact, mm-hmm. uh, whether if it's on your heel or your toe, it's not that it's just one toe. It's like literally the forefront of your feet, you know? So yeah. that I was starting to put, you know, all my pressure on my back, which is on my Achilles started just completely um, having horrible pain. So I couldn't walk at that point. So after that second day going in the third day, my Achilles was just torn the hell out, you know, to where I was, because I was putting all of it on my back foot because I knew it was on the forefront, you know, forefront of the foot that was having that pressure. So that's when I I just knew the crutches were needed. We got that, you know, it was a little temporary solution. And I'm like, God, this is horrible. I commend anyone that has had to be in crutches for like weeks, multiple once like I just I bowed down to you (laughs) that was some tough shit like my forearms my my wrists were starting to hurt because of how much pressure I was like I'm like I feel like a gymnast I feel like I'm like literally just holding myself on you know a rail (laughs) like doing these you know obviously dips chest dips and like you know I just always hate the feeling like your the pain in your underarm like well that's why I was starting to overcompensate in my wrist because I would just rather just be locked out like a plank right or my wrist I'm like no my armpits hurt (laughs) um but so anyway I commend anyone that's either in crutches has to deal with them or is just dealing through any injuries like it's just I think a big realization for all of us when we do get injured how just gracious and like it is to be able to walk and I like I should be so grateful at everything like when I got my back injury just let's say two months ago it was one of those aha moments too for me that I was like shit I can't really do a lot um, but now the foot, like you can't walk to the kitchen. I mean, that, that really you can't go get it. your food, staff. can't go get my food or go to the bathroom. I mean, when I was in the middle of the night searching for a crutch to go to the bathroom to pee, I was just start. I, that's one of the moments that I'm like, I honestly wanted to break down. That was for yeah. sure one of those moments, but that's when you honestly come to the realization too, that I'm like, am I going to use this as a victimology, yeah. right? Like type of story. Am I going to sit here and feel sorry for myself? There's so many worse scenarios for other people that literally have lost a leg or have just been able to, you know, obviously say I'm not paralyzed and I'm able to slowly pick myself back up through, you know, this, this ability to walk. Like I should be very, very, you know, grateful that I'm still not with a broken foot. I'm going to recover. So it's like, switching the story stop trying to tell myself like this is something that's going to stop me if anything it's a challenge that we have to overcome and it's going to be different I'm more excited about knowing I'm, I'm going to become better just as a coach yeah. as a competitor you know to be able to learn from this whole experience because I'm taking it as a new experience I know this prep is going to be completely different from every other prep I've ever had because I've never had this many injuries leading into any prep number one um so I know the longer prep approach actually ended up being so needed you know like what if I would have started prep at you know 12 weeks out normal people or I won't say normal people but most people that decide like it's just a 12-week prep or like those that are just announcing hey it's six weeks 16 weeks out like I'm starting prep I would have just started now and I would have had this, maybe I wouldn't have probably considered it, right? My mindset would have been different. I would have been like, eh, maybe this year's not the smartest. 
time to compete, right? Like I, I'm, I'm injured, but no, I was committed. I was already in it, and I'm not gonna let this, you know, derail yeah, me look, from my we've, focus. We've seen time and again what's possible despite having many limitations. I mean, you know, from my journey, for your journey is an inspiration for sure. You know, like it, I'm just a massive believer that no matter what it is that's going on, if you've got the right specialist team, right advice, and the right mindset you can set yourself up for even better success. And I love what you said about the fact that it changes the scope of the journey. And I'm honestly a massive believer in the timing of everything is actually exactly as the timing is meant to be. So for exactly. me, when it happened to me that year and I was like so ready for the stage and then it wasn't going to happen, I didn't become like this big mess about it. And I didn't become like, oh, I'm throwing my hands in the air and I'm such a victim or, you know, like, I'm never going to do it again. It was, I didn't do any of that. I walked away and went, right, let's go heal. I'm going to pivot. I'm not getting on a stage because it didn't work with my time commitments with work. Your body told you no on top of that. We had to learn something about this whole situation, right? Like, and and in this, I'm like, what can I learn from this? How am I going to, what are my takeaways? What am I actually going to be able to grow from in this whole like situation? And I know there's so much to grow from. And that's what excites me. I'm like, look, I know there's a way like it's not, it's again, it's not broken. So if I make the excuse of it thinking like, oh, I only have right. Like, um, eight weeks left during the prep. That's, that's not the scenario. Like if I really break it down, if I heal within four weeks, right? Like if I'm hundred percent back, of course, I'm not going to be to my hundred percent to where I would No, live. but capable but of walking at least capable yeah. to yeah, be right. able to do right. what I'm needed to do, you know? And I think right, having said that everyone listening to this, if you haven't been watching, Steph is walking into the gym on a fucking moon boot and still training and doing legs in equipment <laughs> rather than on a, you know, flat-footed or weight-bearing situation. She's still activating stuff. She's still mm-hmm. training. Like you can still make your muscles work. Look, you I, stuff. find a way. You're gonna find a way to be able to make the if you have good mind and muscle connection, I'm a true big believer that you can make your muscles work by isolating them and isometrically holding them in place in that isometric position right like if we actually get them to be contracted we can get blood flow in them that's all that's really needed if you're eating right we're still getting the muscles to work we're not going to be maybe optimizing the growing phase or optimizing a cut but we're still moving it makes us feel so much better and guess what we're moving the needle we're not just staying in place so it's that's still the progressing. It's might, might be at the rate that it would have been prior, but at the same point in time, you know, you have the blessing of the fact that you're so far ahead anyway, that it's not going to be detrimental to you. And it'd only be detrimental if you mentally let it mess with you. And I know that you are not that woman. So I think it's really good for everyone to see this. And the fact that, you know, she's not for one second gone, it's not going to happen for me. She's just gone, oh shit, here we go. I'm going to have to sidestep. I have to now do bloody machines I wouldn't normally use. I'm not going to lie, but they work. So anyone that's listening, please, 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 if you have an injury, there's going to be a chest supported, back supported, you know, hip supported, some type of stable machine that you're most likely going to be able to do. Just keep using that. Like, you don't, it does not matter if you hit that, let's say every, you know, 
two, three times a week. Like as long as you're constantly getting yourself moving to your ability, whatever your injury is, if you have a low back injury, a knee injury, you know, obviously a foot injury and like my situation, obviously staying off of your feet and stability is going to be most likely one of your biggest keys here in seated exercises and functional machines. That's what they're there for. They're there for beginners to actually be able to learn how to, you know, pull the exercise, push the exercise, engage those muscles. Um, the leverages are there to help you, you know, obviously better engage your range. If you obviously have longer um, tendons, if you obviously have longer ligaments, you want to make sure that is obviously taken care of. I think that's one of the biggest struggles with machines that I see from person to person. They just really don't know how to adjust the machine for their body. Um, but as long as you're able to move, you know, and get blood flow into the muscle, get to actually work in the muscle groups that aren't affected. Don't play victim and say, oh, poor me. Let me stay home until I heal. The doctor said, stay away for four weeks. Well, that's what they said to me, but I'm not going to stay away for four weeks. That's crazy. Like that is stupid because I know I have the ability to actually move. Yeah, absolutely. They're not the trainers here. You can go to your coach, you can go to your trainer. You can ask, actually tell them this is my injury. If they can't work around an injury, they're probably not a good specialized coach. I'll be honest, because you can really work around most injuries unless you just cannot. And I mean, this cannot do, let's say, for example, like walking, I think is pretty big, but I even see our, my wheelchair people like in the gym, we could do upper body. Um, but there's cer certain limitations, I think like spine or like Allie's particular injury when she, her back was yeah. broken like that's like real you cannot really do much until you get cleared but uh, unless you have a severe severe accident like a car accident or a back break um you're gonna be able to work around it guys like right. don't the shoulder injury i mean come on i know i get it shoulders are a big important part of your journey but is it really that big for you to stop training everything like Not absolutely everything your your one shoulder or your your maybe like left trap like i'm just being honest like that just makes no sense to me you can work around it you know so um right. for me it's a challenge and I'm, I'm here for it injuries are so common and you know yeah. it it's something that can happen from overload it's something that can happen from a completely new stimulus where it's just you know completely foreign to the body if you've got you know dominance that is undetected and there's you know imbalances or structural you know um deficiencies yeah then there's all these things that can have compounding effect that lead to an injury. So injuries are, you know, the thing that as a coach, you always try to prevent them, sure, but you you don't ever believe for a second that they're not going to happen or that it's not, a, you know, not, not a potential likelihood because it is. And all it's the best of the best that I know <laughs> have had some pretty bloody major ones, right? And mm. it's literally how you mentally, you know, like prep yourself once you've been diagnosed or it's happened. And I think, you know, the key take home is rather than thinking about all the things you can't do, you start looking at what you can do. What is accessible exactly. to me? What can I, you know, what can I achieve? What is my goal or my objective? And in, you know, Steph's case, it's stage. Well, okay, what are the areas I need to focus on for that? And she'll have her checklist. And then it's like, okay, well, great. I can't wait there. I can't, you know, plyometric. I can't Metcon train, but I can though keep everything activated, firing, recruited. I can still elicit hypertrophy. I can still maintain my muscle mass if I'm going to start the deficit now or 
I can be potentially recombing if I stay close to maintenance right now while I'm healing. You know, yeah. she has these opportunities there and it's not a case of, hey, busted myself, I'm checked out. She's like straight away going, fuck, moon boots are really inconvenient, but oh, well, I'm going to make it look fashionable. You fucked up my whole wardrobe at the whole show. I was so upset. Ali, like this is what messed me up mentally for a couple hours. I was really, really mad at the aspect that I like had everything set up and I felt so organized. I felt so like good yeah. about all my outfits and everything I had put together. And here comes the stupid injury messing up my outfits I was livid I was livid while I was packing it just kind of like got reminded to me because I got over it and then I started packing and it just kind of like refueled the 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 whole fire (laughs) of being mad at the boot again and I was like but then you don't have the crutches so I just keep reminding myself like but at least the boot yeah crutches would be way worse fashion I just worry about the boot much walking you have to do like inside those hotels and like just at the events so the boot was a savior um you know for that whole time but I look forward to you know obviously make making this whole thing an actual story for people to look at you know and a testimony for people to you know think of as you know overcoming any injury like I went through the back injury that I almost I I felt like mentally that one truly almost took me out from the prep because I felt like I'm not gonna be able to squat I'm not gonna be able to deadlift like these are the bigger things that I need to do during hey I could have given you a laundry list of the alternatives that could still get oh I know, and, and see, sure. that's, that's the negative voice. And that's kind of what I'm getting at. Like, we're always going to have that negative voice that tells us what we can't do. And you yeah. said it beautifully. We have to focus on what we can do. And hey, there's babe, so much we just, can do. I just thought about this randomly. But have you thought about the um, the electromagnetic, like getting your actual? Yes. The, yes. The, the, the yeah. new X, the new yeah. whatever it's called. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Um, so, yes, that's actually one of the things. So I'm focusing on recovery. So my biggest thing right now as a goal is to heal. So, yes, I'm itching. I'm getting back in the gym. I'm trying to move, but I'm being very smart. I don't recommend anyone to do maybe some of the things that you'll see me do because I will be honest. I know my body very, very well. I'm very in tune with what's going on and how I feel when I'm doing certain movements, mind and muscle, obviously just the physiology and the anatomy of my body as well. So I'm going to probably do things way sooner than what most people would I would recommend or would do. So yes, recovery is my main goal, getting a lot of soft tissue, obviously therapy, um, as well as doing the, um, you know, like the electromagnetic type of new. Yeah, I've got got the kit at home and I used to use it when I was through periods where I just couldn't load. Um, I would use them literally just as impulses to actually fire the, the muscle yeah. so you know being able to sit and have it on your quads or sit or lay down and have it on your hamstrings while you're working like I legitimately used to do that I lay on the floor and ah, have it all across my hamstrings and my glutes yeah so it really it's going to help us obviously cell regenerate and obviously make sure that the healing process speeds up a bit um I am going to start trying to actually get seen more frequently from my physio so all of that's going to help making sure that I do lead a very, very healthy recovery and then start being able to see 
how much I can weight bear here in these next, obviously, few days, um, because I feel so much better actually walking. Um, before it was painful to actually walk. And now it's at the point where I'm not having pain walking. So hopefully it is more of just the reaction that I'm having rather than the actual, you know, full on fracture. So that's kind of still like mine was a full blown full fracture. And I literally was out of action for, and when I say out of action, I was like you, I was still at the gym. I was going in my moon boot. I was just modifying what I was doing. Um, but as in, I couldn't do my hiking. I couldn't do oh, no. I mean, yeah, for sure, no. 12 weeks. And even then I had to go to a smaller heel and I only wore them when I had to go into a meeting, but I would have my slides in my handbag and I'd swap them so you didn't have to be on your feet for too long one other thing that I noticed for me personally too was I did notice when you talked about the shift in the foot a hundred percent you feel that I did notice that one never felt quite as stable as the other for a couple of years it took a couple of years and also what I also found was my stability for gripping and yielding in squats was compromised for a little bit. And also I noticed it in my lunges. So when I was doing lunges, it's so I- funny. Oh my God. You said all of that. I noticed yeah. it today. I noticed yeah. that yeah. same exact thing today yeah. when I just was doing even just a simple yeah. stability movement, just trying to test it. I'm like, shit, like I can feel the shift. Like, and you know, and you can just feel that imbalance even more from the actual toe section, right? Like just right the top of the, of the foot. And it's, it's crazy because you know your body so well when you feel these small little things. Like again, you're in tune with yourself and anyone that knows you're already at verge of, you know, obviously having some of any of these symptoms, like you need to stay off and away from the things that causing like for me, it's, it was the jumping and the dancing and, you know, the plyometrics and, you know, obviously the, the, the actual so much jumping. I mean, I mean, I mean, jumping a lot, but I mean, also yes, actual. For anyone um, not listening, for anyone listening that doesn't know, Steph is really big in plyometrics and Metcon style training. So she does a lot of this. It's like. A hundred percent wear and tear. I do a lot of sprints. I do the, you know, I would run my, 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 my Brutus, my dog, and he just tears me apart and we just sprint our asses off. So it's just a constant, I mean, again, just impact on my foot and being the fact that like Ali mentioned, most of the times you get these injuries because of having imbalances in your body. My left side is shorter than my right. I have, you know, a little tilt and shift in my hips. So my left side actually normally has a lot of those imbalances. My right gets a lot of the impact, um, but my left overcompensates because it is a lot shorter. So it tries to kind of make up for, you know, of course, making the right a lot higher right so yeah and because of that years and years no matter where you are in your you know training journey this could happen at the beginning at the end like I've not had this many injuries until like this last year this last year I've had probably my worst and hardest ones um and it's been a decade a decade over of just constant you know, of course, training, weight training, um, plyometric work, you know, of course, like high intensity, you know, cardio. Cumulative effect of all of the years, right? And also too, if we look at this, um, you know, from another parameter too, you've had sort of two or probably close to three years where you haven't had a proper real big off season either. And we talked about this in one of our last episodes. And for all of our listeners, this is really important because 
what that does when you're in that constantly lower state of caloric input, you actually do start to compromise things like your bone mineral density. Mm -hmm. You actually have a higher increased risk of injury. There is a direct link. There's evidence and literature to support a direct link between sustained long-term low energy diets linked to back injuries and back pain. So, you know, it's just, it's one of those things where you kind of go, hey, that may have contributed along with the cumulative effect of the overload. So when we look at her allostatic load and her energy. It was the perfect storm. It was. I started started dropping my calories and also increased my intensity into my training. And it was the perfect storm. Again, like I was explaining, I was doing my check-in. I went straight into cardio. I went straight into my training. You know, all of this was just the perfect storm when I had just dropped my calories from, you know, obviously trying to tighten up. I I already knew I was going to Orlando, you know, and I was going to do a little bit more and I was going to back off a little bit. I had already had a strategy, you know, to, to do that from Orlando. A little bit for Orlando Mm -hmm. and then come back up before you come back. Yeah. Yeah. That was what was my, you know, my plan was, but you know, because of what ended up happening, I needed to immediately bring myself back up to maintenance to be able to recover. I need to heal. I'm not going to put myself above into surplus, but I am definitely staying in maintenance until I heal fully. And then I'll be able to, if I'm really honest with you, I think the timing of this is perfect. I think it's forcing you to do prep in the way that's going to give you the best freaking stage outcome. Like, it's, absolutely. I'm telling you. Let's in disguise. We'll put it that way. Yes, right now, I still- so. <laughs> I'm like, I'm pumped for this because I've been watching your physique in the last couple of months since you've stepped into this actual unbridled, I'm actually growing phase, which I haven't seen you do for a few years. Man, I tell you what, I don't know how Kerry keeps his hands off you. I would have him pregnant <laughs> a few times over by now. I'm just That's saying. That's a right? Like, problem. what if during a prep? Like, that is that a, like, I'm not even kidding you. Like, yeah. That- that's been yeah. something that even came yeah. through my head. I'm like, what if I end up getting pregnant during a pregnant? Oh, what's happening? Definitely. Like, <laughs> no, but look, I don't honestly, like, it, what's crazy when you think about coming down from the slope, you know, from your biggest climax of the yeah. build, like yeah. you said, it was my first a full-on build in quite a while since you know actually you look so good for it babe every time i see one of your pictures now i'm like god damn she's just like you and, and what i love about it definitely thick <laughs> progress do you know what i mean like it's like man i i get to the point where i'm like you can't possibly get any better for fuck's sake on oh, shut up and then, then you actually do a growing phase and i'm like man I did, I did feel good in my build. I I felt good. I felt like it was one of my better ones oh, um, because I actually went, in, I went into it and I, yeah. I took feedback. I think going back to even like just the competitor state, um, we always want something different than sometimes yeah. the Federation, you know, is looking yeah. for. So sometimes that's kind of like another reality we have to come to terms with and where you're going from a development point of view that you don't out categorize yourself. Right. I don't think you yeah, have that good. <laughs> I felt, I felt good this time around. I'm like, you know what? I'm able to go harder. I'm able to go back to my same mentality of training, you know, a little bit more with intensity, but look at kind of like where that ended up because I, I guess, you know, obviously my body was like, whoa, girl, you need to chill the fuck out. And, you know, obviously this is happening to you. You know, these are these injuries slow down and I'm fine with that. You know, it's going to just really reassess the way I do the rest of the prep. And it, again, like, I think it's a beautiful thing for me to 
have this challenge because it's not going to be the same. And I don't want it to be the same. And I was already trying to make the other one different. And now this one's going to be really, really different. And I hope it helps and inspires other people to be able to still work through some injuries and still be able to get through a competition or get to stage. Um, I think another, you know, um, cool thing that it's cool story backstory is that when I was actually doing that check-in in heels, it was the first time I had stepped in heels since my back injury. So it's my wow. back injury was the first thing at the beginning Gosh. of the year, right? So it was my first, and I didn't think anything about it. So guys, you should be very proud because I did release my new YouTube channel and it was my, <laughs> it was actually for the freaking YouTube. I was trying to record for you guys a check-in, stupid damn check-in. Like I was trying to get in these damn hills to just show you guys a physique check-in and get you know, obviously it's documented because I'm like, oh shit, I never document anything. I forget all the damn time, you know? So I was just trying to, you know, be a good girl and remember. And I was like, okay, prop up the camera real quick. And you know, like when you bend over constantly, like on your toes and you're, you know, kind of setting things up or grabbing something off the floor, but you don't want to fully get on the floor. Right. I do that too constant. I do that too much. Like that's another thing when you overanalyze, how did I get this injury? Like, what the hell, you know, I do that constantly. And I did that I had just put on the heels. I hadn't actually put them on, like I said, in a couple months. And I do that same position to set up the camera because I thought the angle was wrong. And I literally get back up. I go back into posing. I like strut. And again, this is all like my memory of how this all happened. And I ended up, you know, obviously taking the heels off. I thought, okay, I checked in for this, you know, thing, whatever. I go straight on to my day. And I literally realized, you know, afterwards, I'm like, it was the stupid check-in in the heels that actually did the extra impact. Yes, that completely capped it off. It really was. And like me being on my tippy toes and all of that, like, at, you know, trying to set up the camera. And so anyway, I look forward to sharing, I guess, maybe this check-in video with you guys. It will be, I guess, a, a 18 week out, I believe. Um, check-in, obviously we're further away now, but it's, it look, I, I couldn't do any of the editing be a little gracious on maybe getting how often I get y'all video, but it's released, okay? We, it's, it's out, so I do appreciate y'all support, y'all going. I feel like my New Year's resolution of getting it out and going at least got, got out there. So um, I hope to be able to share most of the prep there. That's kind of what I'm getting at is like this journey. I will try to, you know, get better at that whole blogging. It's weird, guys. All you bloggers out there, if you have any tips, Please send them. Because, I, uh, I just forget. Like I get, to, I go through these periods where I'm real good and I capture a lot of stuff and I'm talking on my stories. You're good, like, Ali. You do yeah, good at talking to the camera. I'm, I'm like, like I, I, I'm, I'm hit and miss, babe. Like with pregnancy, it's made it even harder. Like before, I was a lot more consistent with it. Pregnancy just gives you this whole different dimension. And then I'll just be. Well, I don't have the excuse of being pregnant. <laughs> too we talked about this in another episode i'm so focused in the present moment now more so in the last That's year and a half than i've ever been in my whole life and i love this new me i love this new present state and when you're in that state you fucking forget like you're like oh my god i wasn't i didn't is that why are you giving me my excuse because i, I sort of got i love being in the present i hate me i'm all about just being in the moment so you really gave, i guess we're both the same it really, is. it really is and i think you know look I too am going to be more diligently focused on covering my whole prep 
once Bob's out and we actually are healing. So I'm going to cover like, and it's, and I'm nervous about it because it's going to be like my, you know, physical work. You had a broken back. I mean, it came back from that. So Look, your baby's not breaking your back. You're just going to have to over them. And obviously, we get, yes, the journey. I think the mention in everyone that's listening, it's, it's about, that okay. journey, it's about yeah. the way you look at it. It's yeah. your journey itself. It's how we grow mentally and internally yeah. we gain a lot of self-confidence along the way, because no matter if you're coming out of a pregnancy, you're coming out of an injury, you're going on a stage, you have to intake and take a moment and really, really, really realize that it's about the journey. It's not about the placing. It's not about the outcome. It is not. And especially for those that just came off stage and you're looking, you know, obviously thinking of what did you do wrong? It's not about what you did wrong. You have to think of everything you did right. Do look at everything you absolutely did right. And how can you get better at those things? Because it's literally about the journey itself. And for me, that's what I'm, I think the most excited about. And I know that's why you're scared a little bit. You're like, oh, I'm a little scared. I'm a little fearful. So I'm a little scared. You know, there's a lot, there's some moments that I'm like, shit, am I actually going to be able to get leaner? Absolutely. I can fucking diet. You know, I'm like, I I can get, I can get gruesomely down and I'll be fine. You know, but am I going to like it? hell no I'm not gonna like it you know I'm I'm gonna be pissed you know but it's fine like that's just an excuse it's gonna be an excuse of can I do it or can I not do it let's just prove it right let's just with me the the nerves are more that it's a completely you know new state I've never had a c-section before I you know, I'm coming from a completely different starting point that, you know, there's a myriad of very different challenges that I'll face, but you know me, I'm, give me a, I'm a dog with a bone, you know, let me at it. (laughs) Um, But what I do think too, and this is some really cool and really interesting research that I've been head down, bum up in more recently. And it's looking at, um, what actually drives success more and it's um neuro it's all it's all neuro um neuroscience and it's basically working on the way that the brain functions and the things that that actually elicit greater success responses it would surprise you is not when you envision yourself being successful and perfect in the delivery of the success it's actually when you allow yourself to acknowledge your fear states so when you allow yourself to go, hey, I'm 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 nervous about this. I'm afraid. Well, you have to acknowledge it. I agree. Exactly. I, I've always acknowledged that I'm about to puke before I go on stage. Yeah. Like I think people think yeah. people think it's weird that I'm like, no, I feel bad too, guys. Like yeah, I'm no, I'm like saying. I feel horrible right now. Like I just don't think about it. I'm like, I always <laughs> think before I get on stage, for the love of God, Alicia, don't fall <laughs> face woman like like I actually have those moments yeah you have to acknowledge that yeah like that nausea or that anxiety or the nerves I mean it's normal it's actually the exhilarating part honestly and the other part is knowing um and considering okay what's the worst that's going to happen if I don't get the outcome I want to so it's actually sitting in that right so it was super fascinating and the more I've like looked into it and gone deeper into it the more I'm actually embracing the sharing of the journey and the fears that I have around some of that exposure um, and like public that. sharing, because I think it's actually going to give me my best that's result. That's my yet. struggle, honestly. I yeah. think that's all, I think where you just yeah. nailed, it's probably my biggest struggle is yeah. the fact that I hate, I hate, 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 
I think negativity. And for me, I feel like fear sometimes comes off as negativity. Yeah. And yeah. I think my, my association between the two is actually what's kind of yeah. allowed me to not uh, like let myself be, you know, open about the fears i think yeah. because i'm always thinking yeah. like oh you don't want to be you don't want to come across as someone who's being i don't want yeah i don't i don't want to be that story like damn that girl is just like you know just sad about or not sad but she's she's kind of i don't know i i don't know maybe i'm you don't want to ever come <laughs> right so so i think that was just something super interesting and it was something that i took away and went Very yeah okay cool like i analyzed the way I had viewed things in previous wins. And if I'm honest with you, a big driver for me was the fact that, you know, I did not want to fail because of my limitations. I wanted to use my limitations as the reason for success. And so I think part of yeah. that was I being mean, vulnerable yeah. and working through fear. And now it's just in a slightly different way now, you know, but I'm, but I'm aware of it and I'm allowing How do you myself do? to think about those things. Yeah, and that's amazing. I'm leveraging it. So Chris and Christos and I have conversations about it now because that was one of the other things that came out of the data was that when you're actually verbalizing it, it brings much more power and fruition to the attainment of the goal. So I was like, fuck yeah, that's, there's something in this. So before where I would have the conversations internally with myself, I'm now actually having them with Christos and we're talking openly about it. And, you know, he's a really great sounding board because he's like, man, you can do everything and anything. Like I have no you doubt know, that about your abilities. is so needed though. And like, can I say, like you touching on that no, I think it's really important that yes, we, we touch on our fears. We, you know, put them out, we're vulnerable about them. Right. And I think that vulnerability is very powerful, but at the same time, how powerful is the actual self-belief? Like the, the power of self-belief, I feel like is so like Definitely. undermined and we just neglect the power that it has within ourselves of actually right. believing our own potential, believing that we have the capacity and, you know, obviously everything that it takes to become whatever it is that you set yourself out to, whether if that is in a competitive state, whether to be, you know, a, a crown holder, or if it's to be a pro, or if it's to be, you know, uh, an entrepreneur, or, you know, yeah. obviously build your own business, whatever it is that you're a model, I don't know, whatever cover, like it, whatever your goal is, I really believe that people undermine that it's they think it's a dream and they don't actually believe that they have the, the ability to achieve the dream of course yeah of course. It, it's all a process but i'm just saying it starts with that self-belief and Absolutely. that power it drives so far i can do this no matter what right and i guess the conversation for me bringing that into you know the final part of the podcast today is that I want to have you think about that. If you're someone like Steph that has this just a spontaneous thing happen to you where it is changing your direction and or changing your timelines rather than going uh, too hard basket, I'm just going to sit and do nothing or rather than going, I'm going to give up on the dream or the deadline. Instead think, you know, what, what is the thing I would worry about the most if I didn't do it? And what am I missing out on if I let go of it? And that's your fear point feel that and then go and do the thing instead you know go 100%. find another way to go around it because yeah that for me, i know i would be so pissed at myself if i oh didn't my get God, right i would i would eat me alive you'd be it like missing honestly, out on another crown that would be the worst oh, it would just eat me alive that i just quit i i 
our motto, we don't fucking quit. I'm being honest. We exactly. fucking fight. And like our biggest thing is we, I don't care. I don't care if I lose a fight, but I'm fighting. Okay. There doesn't matter. Exactly. It does not matter if exactly. I lose. I don't care losing. That's not like, this is the problem people actually have. They fear losing. So they fear bringing their best yeah. and losing. Not being so, good enough. Yeah. That is, yeah. yes, they think yeah. they're not good. At, I don't, okay. At the end of the day, I'm going to bring what I can bring and that's going to be my I best and my abilities right now. Okay, so like- that, <laughs> but <laughs> anyone that thinks of self-belief, like I, I have belief in my own abilities. And again, I didn't, I didn't start this way. I knew one day I wanted to do something and I wanted to get here. Yeah. And I have someone just like you, just like Crystal's so is obviously telling you, you can do everything. Now you know, I when we have that one person, it's all it takes. Maybe yeah. someone else believing in you and then you starting to believe in your own power. If you actually have somebody in your ear that's telling you to, that you have that ability and they believe in you, just do it. Because if they believe in you and they see something in you and you don't at the moment, that may be that you're fucking blind right now, okay? And that just means you need to wake the fuck up and actually let's see what they're actually seeing. And if you're getting it told by multiple people and you're the ones holding yourself back, yeah. hear that. You're the one holding yourself back. You actually start having to believe in yourself. And it's crazy the unlimited potential that we unleash once we actually start believing in our potential, our ability, and we start taking action towards these things. We actually start doing things. We don't start giving up. We actually keep going, you know, after it. Like that's really it at this point, learning a new skill, learning whatever it is that you're trying to become. It's all experience. That's another thing that I think we also kind of forget along the way we're gaining experience. So everything is a lesson. We're not losing. I'm not, if I lose, I'm not actually going to lose through this journey. I'm going to gain so much, probably more from this prep of experience than any of my other preps combined. And people are going to think I'm crazy thinking that my loss is more of a freaking no, win in my game. It is. It is. And I know exactly what you're talking about. I, I don't see you losing. So we'll just throw that word <laughs> right out the fucking window. <laughs> Look, I, see, and there's people like, like this in my corner, you. obviously, that I'm extremely grateful for that, yeah, you know, support me but, and believe in awesome. What I love <laughs> is it is changing the direction of the prep because I think you're going to come in even hotter, stronger, better, harder, <laughs> like, like you're just going to blow the stage up. So, you know, for a fractured foot or not, I think you're going to be, it's still very, 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 very impossible to beat, babe. So the reality is, oh, I can't wait for you to new dimensions to your prep now. I'm tired of everybody thinking that, you know, like it's the easiest category. Oh my God. Oh my God. No, you just wait. I'm coming coming back to show everyone. (laughs) Not the easy category. When No, you're just saying, I'm like, people, you know, are just starting to forget that that's not a fucking hard, you know, it's it's a hard ask. And do you know what? Like for me, I'm looking at it and going, I'm coming to AC, not bringing what will be my best yet because it'll just be too soon post baby, but I'm going to bring something that will still be able to win a crown for sure. And so for me, I'm excited by that because I'm like far out. Yeah, I'm going to do something that most people would not even attempt, but I've done it before. So I'll do it again. Um, And I'm going to hit that AC stage. And it was my very first stage with my very first crown win. So I want to win it again. And then I want to go away and I want to actually bring my absolute best physique so far to the world stage next year. So that's the goal, right? And for me, I think being able to do it and show people that I can do it post 
the IVF process for a year post, you know, all of the crazy COVID lockdown. Post no excuses. You know what I mean? Like it won't have been easy and it's not going to be easy. I think it's going to be very challenging, but I'm up for it. And I want to bring it to be able to go, no, you know what? Don't believe that this category should be anything less than an open level physique. Absolutely. And that's exactly what I believe. Honestly, what I truly, truly believe this category has literally every athlete that even I've gone up against that I believe, you know, has, I have utter respect for, and, you know, I believe are high caliber in this world and um, have the potential of being an open. And that's exactly how I look at it. And only because the world has been closed (laughs) and things are just reopening and, you know, things are starting to get better. And, you know, I'm so excited for Australia to be able to come. Oh my God. Australians in Bahamas. Hopefully, we see some Australians at Worlds. Um, I've heard of got, several Australians at Worlds. Definitely got a good lineup of pros coming for Worlds, and ones that I'm excited for. Um, you know, I can't oh. wait to be there because it's just going to be so great to yeah. see the first like proper real world Worlds yeah. since COVID, yeah. where we've got every country having a representation because that's what Worlds is about: it's bringing about, every exactly. single flavor, shape ethnicity you know i love that vibe and i love the energy and i love the differences you can make it see in the top so 10 it's amazing. ready for you to be able to come to the yeah. states so if I, you can wait, make it, I can't wait it's gonna, be, it's gonna be the best present so if you can make it no, I'm we're definitely be, coming we're definitely exactly. coming bobby will have his um first lot of vaccinations two days before we fly out and we'll get in there on registration day so oh my gosh, we'll be exactly the best old when we land so you will it's on obviously we're gonna be there we hope to see or meet any of the people that are listening to this podcast if you can make it to vegas you will see ali and i both there uh we will be there so you can come and do a little there'll be a red carpet y'all can come take some pictures yeah (laughs) i have to actually try to think about what the hell i might be able to wear because i'll still be recovering like i don't even think you will be able to put you look stunning at the at the show these couple weeks ago you glowed you looked so good on stage i was looking at all the pictures i was already just itching for the show to happen here in the states once i saw the australia show go off everyone looked absolutely stunning you especially with the freaking belly i was like i can't with alicia in this freaking belly <laughs> she's so cute so i i'm just pumped for those australians to be able to come you know for the world that's opening up i'm really really pumped for you know obviously this prep for it to be just a journey i know it's like you said it's more mental battle it's things that we just have to overcome and um i hope to take you guys along you know during this you know i think everyone listening to this could really (laughs) learn quite a lot from watching steph's journey and the way she's approaching it um because i think there can be a lot said for that and it really is just further evidence of a champion mindset so you know, I think if you're not already, get across, watch what she's doing. You'll see the crazy woman walking into the gym and doing all sorts of <laughs> out of her moon boot. <laughs> and I laugh, but at the same time, I'm laughing away, but that's something I would do. So yeah, I, I, I'm not holding back. We're doing what we can. You know, I'm feeling good. I'm feeling positive. I'll be out next week. 
Oh, yeah. Very good. <laughs> you know what I mean? And then I'll, I'll, you know, obviously be 100% back, you know, by that month, you know, from when obviously I saw the reaction come up. So um, I appreciate obviously so many sweet messages, so much support from the whole journey. I honestly didn't like people feeling sorry for me. It was like a weird feeling from my stop. I'm fine. I'm like, I'm okay. <laughs> I, it's not a broken foot. That's all I'm thankful for, though. Please, like, I'll be good. So I do appreciate that. It's just so sweet to know that so many of you guys are so worried about my foot. Um, and it's all good. We are getting through it. We're gonna. You're gonna learn some stuff. If you have an injury, if you specifically have a foot injury, you're gonna really learn from my prep. Um, but if you have even like a somewhat of a knee or back injury, some of this is gonna be really relative um, to what I will be doing. So you can tune in. You know to that new YouTube channel that I'll be hopefully releasing a lot more stuff faster and faster as we go now that I'm back home back from the show I'm getting back settled in and my foot is healing up all that travel did not help my, my foot healing um so now I feel like things are going to look so much more upright now that I'm actually sedative and like you know like I'm actually here in in in, 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 a, in a chair I'm like not uh, so I love it I love it well, everyone, I hope you really enjoyed today's episode. And if you have any questions for us or you'd like to share even maybe some of your own experiences with, you know, halfway through prep. Yeah, <laughs> any tip is always yeah. welcome. Yes. <laughs> we always any of you guys, I've actually got some good ones, you know, sent to, to IG. So if you guys are, you know, have some good tips, you know, while healing process, I'm yeah. stacking up on some of my supplements, you know, obviously my foods my um, therapy. So if there is any extra tips, it's always welcome. We appreciate all of you guys. And until next y'all. Yeah. Have a good week. <laughs> Have a good one. Bye. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Queen Divas, Queens of Fitness podcast. Make sure you follow us on Instagram at Queen Divas Pod, on Twitter at Queen Divas 4, and follow our hosts on Instagram, Alicia at Alicia Gowans underscore WBFF Pro, and Steph at Stephanie Ayala 7. See you all next week.